So this is a great deal that Strava Craft Coffee has going right now for DNVR listeners. You guys can get 20% off a Strava Craft Coffee subscription and get absolutely loaded up with Strava Craft Coffee every two, three, four, six, or eight weeks and 20% off with the code DNVR20. I know this from just going to the grocery store, but everything has CBD in it now. CBD potato chips, CBD trail mix, CBD water. I had CBD water yesterday. None of it stacks up to Strava Craft Coffee, in my opinion, because look, they've been doing it forever. They've totally mastered how to make really good coffee that's packed with CBD. So check it out today. Get a Strava Craft Coffee subscription for 20% off with the code DNVR20. Get it at StravaCraftCoffee.com. Do we, do we just have a, a Yolkmas highlight reel without yolk? <laughs> well, actually, he didn't score that many points in that game is the craziest part. He did have my favorite highlight that did not make the cut. The one-handed slinger from the Yoker, which is to yeah. this day my my number one. It happened on, a lot of people don't know this, it happened on December 15th. The one-handed slinger from the Yoker. Wow. <laughs> maybe, uh, no, I mean, it's not his Let's most spectacular pass ever, but maybe one of my favorite passes of his, of his ever. It, I gotta be honest, it, it bothers me that you made sure that your bangs were outside of this hat that you just put on. <laughs> well, I'm about to take it off and, you know, it, uh, don't want to mess up the uh, the bangs. Uh, what's up, everybody? Welcome in. Merry Yolkmas to everybody. Happy Merry December 15th. To all of you. Our, is this our fourth straight Yolkmas? I mean, it's every, every year. It's just, it gets better and better. It's fantastic. Wow. Um, no Nuggets game today, unfortunately, but uh, I'm sure it'll be a good one anyway. We're here. I'm Adam Mattis. I'm joined by my colleague, the man with the wind and the hat. It's Harrison Wind. Those jerseys that the Nuggets had on uh, on Yoke Miss, the only good sleeve jerseys in NBA history. The, <laughs> I the only good take. ones ever. Yeah, That might be true. I think that might be true. By the way, shouts to uh, uh, stock Christmas music. Like yeah. this is a non. It sounds like it's a Christmas yeah. song, but it's actually just generic, yeah. uh, royalty-free music. So, uh, and then I'm also joined by the man from Ithaca College. It's Brendan Vote. Is it weird that the Nuggets just made the conference finals, and then I see Jameer Nelson and Gary Harris, and I'm like, ah, the glory days, the golden <laughs> days. I'm telling you, those were the glory days. That was a fun year. That was a very fun year. And then I'm no, joined. I, by- I miss those bros. Yeah. Well, we miss you too, the bro down below. Hmm. It's D line. Wait, you miss me, the bro down below? I'm here. The bro down <laughs> miss, below? Funny, uh... <laughs> you miss me while I'm here? Uh, yeah, Wilson Chandler. Did you see that sweet pass from Moutier, too? Like, oh, man. Back, baby. <laughs> Moutier, I don't, miss, I don't miss that one. That was that was the, <laughs> the one bad part. We do have a good show for you today, though, guys. We're going to, of course, preview tomorrow. Talk about the things we're most interested to see tomorrow. Uh, we're going to talk about Giannis. He signed a contract. He's staying. That'll come up really quick. We'll talk about Clutch Points, the most reputable outlet on the web. That has ranked the Denver uh, Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray as the number two duo what? in the NBA, which I felt like is very you know clutch very, points in the club in the in club the clutch in points the is club. in the club. Um, but we're going to start today, guys, with Jokic. There it is. They're in the club uh, with Jokic, guys. It's December fifteenth. We joke. It's become a real legitimate holiday here in uh, Nuggets Nation. It's true. It's true. Even the, the Nuggets themselves, I think, referenced it. Did they not? They, have they? Katie Wingy's picked up on this. Katie Wingy, yeah, well, of course, she's a homie. Yeah. She's like, she's like, you know, she okay, gets it. Well, I don't know if the Nuggets official has celebrated Yokemas. I got to look. It's the date that everything changed, man. I mean, you can talk about the field versus the Nuggets and whether they'll ever ever get it done, but this is a team that's giving you hope year in and year out as a fan. And you know, 
it's it was a quick ascension out of a dark era there in Nuggets basketball for a little bit. So mm-hmm. it, it's December fifteenth, the moment everything changed for this organization. Well, so what ha- technically happened was Jokic came in 2015-16 season and saved the Nuggets, but then he you know was buried on the bench for three weeks, and then on the fifteenth he risen, he rose, <laughs> and uh, yes, official. official. From the official Denver Nuggets account, happy twelve fifteen, in parentheses. I we did it. Y-K-Y-K. We made it. We made it. If we you made know, it. You know, this baby. this if feels you know, like you know. when like the Philadelphia 76ers officially recognized like <laughs> the process. The, the, no, right. the, the, the yeah. Nuggets recognizing December fifteenth feels like that. One hundred percent. One hundred percent feels like that. Um, I, it is a memorable game to me, though, and a memorable day. Um, you know, Gary Harris also returned to the lineup that day. Remember, he was out for a while. It was funny. Malone was asked about it by Katie when she's clearly doing some work on something on a December 15th call. It's always funny when you're in a scrum and you can hear somebody ask the same question to a bunch of people, and you're like, oh, they're working on a project here. Um, but it was like a big – it really was a big turning point, though, where it was like – all right, this Nuggets team. We think Jokic is the guy. There's all this weird stuff. That was the day, and and as Will Barton said, it's been what did he? What was his phrase? It's like, it, it we've been good since or something like that. It's all the the rest is history, and it is yeah. true, man. Um, so to me, completely legitimate. And how many other teams have a date that they get to celebrate? You know what I mean? Like it's no. fun that the Nuggets. No other team has a Christmas. <laughs> <Not> a single <laughs> one. Right, we actually get three Christmases. We get Yokemas. Oh we God. get actual Christmas, which will feature the, the Denver Nuggets for the second Orthodox time in a row. Christmas. And so we get Orthodox <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> which is just us drinking Rakia. So it's awesome. going to be. Oh, we're going to have Orthodox Christmas, the TNT game. We're going to have so much Rakia that day. It's going to be fantastic. I we can't need to wait look for it. See, we need to figure out if Argentina has any oddly specific holidays that we now get to adopt into our own. I think they uh, celebrate oh. normal Christmas. December God damn it. Fully <laughs> we got I know. I was so disappointed when I heard that. <laughs> damn it. Come on. Uh, Kale, why don't you pull up actually the DNVR tweet um, with the, the Rakia? Because we did receive a gift, and I, I just want to we, – we mentioned it on social media, but I know not everybody's on Twitter all the time. So um, we'll bring it up on this show because I know everybody's on this show all the time. But um, we got a gift, and I just want to say this to encourage people to send us gifts. That is a thing I didn't know <laughs> was a possibility, but now that I know, I it's actually strongly encouraged. I like Green it. light on the liquor. We will accept that. Yeah. I like it dressed as Santa. You're begging for gifts. That feels like the opposite. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Some cognitive dissonance here. Um, is there anything else we need to say on Jokic Christmas, guys? I mean, Dude, it's kind like, of it's like a feel-good day of the year, you know? Yes. It Listen. I mean, this is a time, even though we're talking about it being uh, close to Christmas, this is really a Thanksgiving, is it not? Like, a time to give You can play to, it, Kale, but just without volume. Oh, yeah, to, to watch me unbox it with a quarter, which I found... Uh, <laughs> he struggled. Spoiler alert. I Eric did struggles str- with this well, unboxing. I did, yeah, I did, I did struggle. I'm not, I'm not good at... Well, I, I, I rarely receive presents. I should say that to begin with. But, <laughs> uh, but what a day to feel thankful. Like, what, again, like a gift that was given unto us, like... We were asleep in a manger. There was no room at the inn. And who came down but um, I, a beautiful angel from Serbia? Yeah, it was, well, it was Chris Morley. Chris I don't Morley. think from Serbia. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just <laughs> mean, I, I mean, I mean Jokic specifically. The day, oh. this oh, day, okay. for yeah. why, why we should feel so thankful for what we were given. Obviously, the, the booze. I mean, if we're talking about uh, the, without the uh, mythical um, undertones, just 
Chris, thanks for the booze, man. Yeah, <laughs> look at this. Someone else says they're working on a gift for us, which I like. It working. Oh, it, wow. it implies like handcrafted gift. Yeah, it's it a very a lot of work wow. That's a very thoughtful one. Can't wait for it. Um, <laughs> Santa's bullying the children. They're telling me. <laughs> um, no, look at this, man. We got that Rocky. Yeah, look at this. I, so tomorrow, the post game show. Let me kill uh, it like a banana. I was just ready for it. I know. Uh, yeah, that was, you actually never <laughs> completed it. You just gave nope, up. Gave right up. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like yeah, <laughs> Up, you finish unwrapping this for you if you don't mind. <laughs> I told you uh, all I had was a quarter to open things. <laughs> uh, so yeah, anyway, we're going to be drinking this tomorrow. I'm not at all looking forward to it, actually, because I'm not the best drinker. But I will I, I will give it a shot. I'm told you're supposed to sip it slowly. So I, I, I tried it. I tried it yesterday. I double-checked that with some of my Serbian friends who said, you do not have to just sip it under any circumstance. You are very much allowed to just shoot it. Oh. Uh, but it's good. It reminds me of grappa, a little bit like a treat liquor, but stronger yeah. than grappa. So Ooh, like a dessert. I see. I had no idea rakia was in the clear form. The only rakia I've had is dark. So I, I was a little thrown off, but I was uh, very happily surprised. Well, we can't wait for that. It's going to be a great, uh, you know, one day after Yokmas uh, celebration. I can't it's wait for be a it. Good um, drunk. That we're going to throw on. It is exciting today that the biggest piece of news in the NBA on Yokmas is that Giannis Antetokounmpo is staying in Milwaukee. He is going to sign. I don't think he has already signed, but he is going to sign his Supermax extension. (laughs) And it's funny that we're celebrating this, right? Yeah, there it is. It's funny that we're celebrating it to the degree that we are because um, it does feel a little bit like a win. And and not that we – I have said that. We don't want to do the ESPN thing where we start counting down the days till Jokic's contract is up and we get nervous and all these different things. But – if we can go inside that world for just one second and say, it feels good to see one star stay past their the, – basically, you, if you don't understand how the NBA works, you're on a rookie scale contract, and then you almost have to be retained. Like it, it just makes more sense for you to be retained by your team. So a team, when they draft you, basically gets about seven years. If you're a superstar, they get about seven years with you, seven, eight years. So the – Giannis obviously goes through that. Jokic is going to go through that. It's that next contract, which usually their prime begins at the end of that, you know, of that contract going on to what would be their third contract. That's when their prime begins. Like Giannis is just now entering it. Um, so it's nice just to see one example and be like, wow, a superstar, arguably the best player in the NBA, probably at least top three or four, uh, is staying with his organization. I'll start with you, Eric, a rational fan. Yeah. What did you? How did you feel? What did you feel or think when you saw that news come through today? Well, irrationally, I was very excited, even though it, it doesn't benefit the Nuggets in any way, shape, or form. It just feels <laughs> right. like we were given a spiritual gift by the idea that the NBA is not fully and irreparably broken, that the stars are not able to just all uh, come together in sunny, warm locations and then dictate the way the league works from that point. Um, it, the idea that you can have a place that seems so... Un, uninhabitable, inhabitable, un, whatever by uh, un, NBA I mean, stars. Right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, by un, by NBA stars and like uh, I mean the, the one the, the one mark against um, just the general NBA not being broken is that Giannis is uh, from Greece and so he doesn't know any better necessarily. <laughs> like I don't know if any. Well, there is. Some... A, well, not, I mean, let's let's be let's be real. Like there is a level two. He's European. He's foreign. Like and and we've known. Or this is anecdotally. I don't think we. You don't ever want to paint with a broad brush. But Gallo loved Denver. Like European players have come yep. through and really liked the city of Denver. It reminds them of a European city more than you know maybe New York or L.A. So 
people that that's the thing is i think it's maybe different for european players and of course our guy's a european player but that, yes. that should be noted it's part of the story to well, me it is great you know, like yes so the the nba is not irreparably broken that is what we that's our gift today here on yokemas it's pretty broken but yeah, but it's not a yeah, I mean, Giannis good. also, you know, they scrapped for it growing up, that family. So this is a guy who he's loaded now in Milwaukee, and that might as well be paradise. Like, he doesn't have to compare that against South Beach, you know, and like, he's doing fine. But it's a win for this idea of loyalty. It's a win for fan bases who want to buy jerseys and not fear that that guy is on their way out, um, who don't dig the mercenary route. So it's a win. And you know what, Eric? It's a win for the Nuggets because yes. keep Giannis in the East all day long. Keep yeah, Giannis. Yeah. It's fine with me. Um, and I also think what's great about it is, like, if Giannis had decided he was going to leave, yeah, it would have sucked because Milwaukee's done a lot of things correctly. They've built a great team from the ground up around him. But they've also screwed up, you know? Like, their, their coaching the hasn't been super top-notch. They haven't gotten to a finals. They had that disastrous sign and trade go awry just a couple weeks ago they let malcolm brogdon walk so there there would have been reasons for him to leave but i i think the fact that he he's sticking there and he's putting his trust into you know the only organization that he's known massive massive victory for for the small to mid markets that that we are I see somebody in here says Denver is nothing like European cities, which I kind of crack up at. <laughs> like, of course what not. I mean by that is that New York is like the quintessential American city, right? Like, it's, I mean, it's it's it's, its own entity. And then Los Angeles is Hollywood and, and California and all this different different stuff. They're so different. Denver more of just like it's a city that, you know, has this identity. It's a, it's own. That's that's all I mean to say with it. But um, it's not, no, it doesn't have the glamour and the glitz. Much like European cities, I, I guess. I don't know, man. Yeah, exactly. Cherry, Paris, Cherry, Creek, Cherry Creek, pretty bougie out there. Yeah. Pretty bougie. Look, you just, I think you have a different appreciation for parts of the United States if that's your first experience in exactly. the United States versus, you know, I grew up coastal. I lived in L.A. for a few years. I'm working my way backwards to learning to value places <laughs> yeah, like Colorado in this part of the country. So, yeah, I, I mean, I actually think that's a real dynamic. And also, I just think the idea of, like, American celebrity is so different. I mean, this is the thing with a guy like Jokic, and I imagine there's at least a little bit of it at Giannis. I think Giannis, you know, by all reports, he's a guy that enjoys being out of the spotlight for the most part. You wondered if maybe that was changing, and look, Jokic has a right. new logo. Have you seen the new logo on his shoes? Actually, Kelly, you should pull up his new uh, Joker logo from his shoe so we can have Eric sort of analyze it. But um, Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, he's starting to dress a little nicer. So there's always that little party that goes, oh, God, is he like – is he as he – Clamoring for the uh, the late night clubs <laughs> he, of Miami, or is he like, probably not. This. Probably not. But with Giannis, at least there was that fear. And for me, at least there was that fear. But you know, it's glad to see him choose Milwaukee of all places. Which Milwaukee. And I wonder, like you know, we don't cover the books, so we can sort of speculate about this stuff just on the pod. But how much pressure he was feeling? Like, hey, I think the next thing for me to do in my basketball career might be move on. But I have said I want to stay here. I really don't want to be that guy. And I wonder if he signed this in spite of the mistakes Wynn just highlighted, you know? Uh, I wonder how much conflict was there because it is a little unfair that it then has to, like, this responsibility of, like, the health oh, of basketball yeah, must yeah. now fall on Giannis's shoulders, who's simply just making a free agency decision. So, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I wonder how much young players deal with that. That, that dynamic is, like, insane where... And it just really stems from the fact that there are only five players on the court at any given time in a basketball game, and one player can absolutely alter the the course of a game. So the immense like power, the immense influence that each like a really good player has, like it just it sucks. You're right. Like 
unfortunately, I mean, it's a, you know, it's a blessing and a curse, right? Like he can decide what he wants to do it, but it, unfortunately it just, so many other things fall down from that. Kale, there's a much better view of the logo. I don't know if... Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, that might be it. There's, a, there's another one I'd seen. Let me see, let me see if I like it or something. But you can kind of get a sense of it. What do you... Like a, let yeah. me see if I can find... While you analyze this, Eric, let me see if I can find the uh, the higher... higher so this is a pretty typical player logo. Yeah, this is a, very, very typical. It's always the letters, how the initials like intertwined in a way that they yeah, think is clever, but yeah. it's not usually... So, I, I mean, I don't really like the overall shape, if I'm being honest. I don't like how there's that big notch uh, in the side where the 15, the one, the, the counter form of the 1, creates this big notch in the side of the... Uh, I mean, I think that this is like a like a clever idea. I don't think it's like really well that well executed. Um, yeah. But uh, it's like, I mean, you know, it's like, it's cool. It's just, they didn't get like the overall... The silhouette is like not really on point, unfortunately. But the, that's the idea, true. The that's true. The idea is good. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys think Jokic, like went through a list of logos and cleared it or someone just sent him a logo and he was like, yeah, sure. He's like, fine. yeah, check, done, gone. Done. Yeah, it's definitely somebody close to him handling this aspect yeah, of his branding. Sure. I don't think he's for sure. What if it wasn't? What if he was drawing all these by hand and like he's watching right now and he's just pissed at Eric for his, uh, you know, how crass he's been? Well, first off, Jokic, huge fan. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for, thank you for tuning in and I apologize for flaming your logo. It's a, uh, it's a great idea. Um, if you want me to help uh, tidy up, I'm, I'm here, baby. I'll do it. So, the like, LeBron's shoe, they're, they're all designed to look cool, first and foremost. But then they're also, you know, they, they tell you, like, okay, he's a big-bodied guy. So, like, for big-bodied, you know, powerful players, the shoe's a little bit designed there. I know, like, Paul George's shoe was, you know, really tall players who are mobile. There, there's ideas behind, you know, all this or that. What would the Jokic shoe be? Like, what... If, if you were trying to design it that was oh. tailored towards specifically making Jokic, it'd be the like best a Jokic. Boot. Yeah, it'd be yeah. a boot. It'd be like it'd be, a, it'd be a shoe that was like difficult to jump in, like steel heels. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't really be, push them around. Yeah, like it would be like it would be yeah very uh, very sound shoe. Yeah, it wouldn't like, like fall built in ankle braces maybe <laughs> spurs very, just for shits and Very gear. durable shoe is what it would be. <laughs> very practical and durable. Great balance, incredible balance. You never get knocked off your your edge there. Very wide, very wide. Very base. very durable, so you never have to have like new shoes coming yeah, in. Just you can wear the, the same the same pair for the whole season. Very oh, and then the, the the ring right in the middle there. It's just it's even a, it's an even better touch, man. I'm I'm Does, telling you, it's so so corny, but it also is, so but beautiful. Doesn't I feel like he should have put it. Further down the lace. Yeah, tie your shoe real tight. It is at a very high leverage point of the tie. Yeah, it doesn't seem like uh, if is if as soon as your shoe comes untied, that thing just goes flying across the, <laughs> yeah, the gym. That's, like, that's exactly what it does. So, <laughs> will or will not Jokic's wedding ring be lost on a basketball court at some point this season? Yeah, I'm gonna give it a yes. <laughs> I'd say twenty percent. I, I, I put the odds at 20%. <laughs> That's too funny, man. All right, well, let's take our first break uh, as we hit the oh, Christmas, wow. the generic, nondescript Christmas <laughs> music once again to make sure YouTube doesn't take our, our video down. Um, but on the other side, let's talk about clutch points, guys. The goats. Uh, we're going to talk about their, their ranking of Jokic and Murray, number two. The first. Why don't we Harrison. talk about our own? Why don't we make our own rankings and talk about that? Clutch points. <laughs> I'm sure we will do that, but you know, <laughs> can uh, Kale bring Eric off the show? If you <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Um, it feels like just yesterday that Los Angeles was lifting basketball's most. Oh, I don't. Yeah, I don't like you this. hadn't read this before, did you? You didn't, you didn't read, read the. the I didn't do 
Snap you things. Yesterday, by the way, first of all, by the way, yesterday I did a notebook episode, so if you only watch this show on YouTube, we have the podcast as well. Sometimes they're not on YouTube. Go back and listen to yesterday's detailed notes. And also listen to the part where I gave this draft read and read it in advance so that I didn't say the opening line that they suggest we say. <laughs> well, I mean, we, we are supposed to read these DraftKings reads uh, pretty word for word, so... I'm going to shout out the sponsor here, uh, DraftKings Sportsbook. But the NBA season just wrapped up. We're already back in a new NBA season. Uh, DraftKings Sportsbook has introduced a new class of professional basketball. Or, I don't know, this this read from DraftKings all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very Lakers-heavy draft yeah. read. That's why this, I, is a, it's, this is a very big market draft read right here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is here to kick off the 2020-2021 basketball season with a no-brainer for all customers new and existing. If you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. To celebrate the return of basketball, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving you a plus 75-point spread on the team of your choice on opening night? Is this for real, you guys? I'm a taking plus the Nuggets. 75 point Ta- spread? Nuggets plus 75, baby. I'm taking it. I'm, I'm in. Like yeah, I'm, in. Let me, I'm gonna go do this show right now. Yeah, this is another just insane offer from DraftKings. This is free money that DraftKings is giving away to you on opening night of the basketball season. You love to see it. You absolutely you love, love to, to see it. it. So all you have to do is bet on any opening night game, and if your team doesn't lose by more than 75 points, you will double your money. Uh, yeah, say no more. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to get a plus 75-point spread on opening night for a shot to double your money. That's code DNVR to get a shot at doubling your money on opening night for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. <laughs> Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. I would actually be a little worried taking the Knicks. Like, I know 75 <laughs> points is a lot, but I don't know if that's an absolute sure thing. Uh, hey, Knicks just ran Detroit, man. They just ran them in the preseason. That's not saying much. Do you have another also, read? I'm just going to also say make sure to check out the uh, Broncos Country Beer from Breck Brew. Uh, hard to miss it in that Broncos Classic can. Uh, we've been drinking them at the bar. Another great option from, from Breck Brew. Pick it up at the farmhouse. Pick it up at your local liquor store. There's an ice skating rink at the farmhouse. So take your kids. The people, all, all my fellow olds out there. There's a tubing hill also. Which actually our target demographic is my age, which is great. I didn't, you know, so a lot of, <laughs> lot of olds out there watching, uh, watching the show. Uh, all right. I feel like you promised us you were going to take this uh, hat off too, which is why you were preserving your bags. Can I tell you? Can I tell you something honestly? I'm a little cold. I'm a little cold here, and the hat's keeping me warm. The hat's like totally keeping me warm. I don't want to take it off, so I'm going to have it. Can you put it over the bag? You need to make a decision here. Are you on or off the the hat? I'm I'm right in between, man. I'm splitting the difference on and off. That's the new way to do it. Uh, Kale, do you have the clutch points uh, graphic by chance? Is there anywhere um, here I can send it to you here? Kale asked, this this is not me berating Kale. He literally asked us like three hours ago if there was anything we needed, and I did not respond. So so this is not on Kale. I'm not to have Producing for us. Not that dope. Not that dope. (laughs) (laughs) Clutch points. So uh, we got your best duos. If I just told you to name off the best duos in the NBA. Oh wait, no, it wasn't our it was in our Discord chat. That's that's where somebody put it. The DNVR Lounge. I'm like I'm like searching for it. Here it is right here. Okay. We'll do it live. 
Um, the number one one, which I don't feel like we can get too upset about, although I will be upset about it's uh, you know LeBron James, Anthony Davis. What? They did beat the Nuggets. Shocker. Like, they do have the crown. Like, we have to go with it. So, according to ESPN, the top one in two players in the league. So, I would be a little surprised if they weren't the best duo. <laughs> it would be pretty great if, if they weren't, though, after that <laughs> ranking. Um, so, all right. We don't need to talk about them at all because we don't really want to. But look at this. Number two, Jokic and Murray. And they use a picture of Jokic from back in his rookie season, which I think is just fantastic. Um, <laughs> but, guys, here's what I want to say. We've talked a lot about the Nuggets getting respect, and they're not on national television. Like they, they've got very, very few games on national television. So in some ways, the respect is still there. But Michael Porter being bumped up to fifty-first after only playing like twenty-five total games in his career, and coming off the bench and everything else. Uh, Jamal Murray being ranked twenty-first after, you know, basically having a nuclear level playoffs, but not being that in the, in the you know the regular season. And now this is the number two duo. Are the Nuggets getting? I mean, are they fully up, Brendan? Are they fully – have they arrived? I don't know if I would say that they've arrived because it still feels a little bit like a reluctant inclusion from some from some networks in terms of, like, the very best teams in the league. But I do think that this is the season we, we start – that national perception of Denver is different, I think. There's a casual fan out there that's going to tell you, oh, that Jokic guy is nice. Two years ago, not a chance in hell. And, and I just think, like, you're not going to see a lot of people picking Denver – but people are hip to Denver, and they'll be mentioned in those podcasts. You know, don't sleep on them. They won't be prohibitive favorites, but they're going to get their due this year, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, first off, I want to uh, just call out the fact that I'm somehow catching strays in the chat because Harrison Wind messed up the ad read. Then they graphed that onto <laughs> me. That's not my issue. Um, we've definitely arrived. I mean, can we break number two? That's incredible. Like, there's – you yeah. know, like – we did. We went higher than Kawhi and Paul George, and we went higher. Than, I mean, and we are. Um, we went higher than, uh, you know, Spida and the Stifle Tower. Like all of these like absurd uh, duos that normally at this time of year we would be getting enraged about that they posted them higher. We're number two, and from a reputable source like Clutch Points, no less. <laughs> <laughs> the pinnacle of sports journalism. What do you think, Wind? I think they've arrived to an extent. It's funny. I was thinking about the uh, the Doris Burke podcast and that soundbite that came out uh, when she was on with Woj. It's always the smart basketball people that are hyping up the Nuggets, I feel like. Doris Burke, Zach sure. Lowe, Chris Herring, yeah. all the smart mainstream basketball people always hype up the Nuggets. I think that's kind of telling because, like, Jokic – when Jokic was coming up, and obviously, you know, we were hyping him up from the beginning, but you had to see the game a little differently to really appreciate what Jokic was doing, especially in his, you know, first couple years as the starter. And I just think it's fitting now that, you know, the Dorises of the world and the Zach Lowe's of the world are, are always the ones that are, the, that are preaching the Nuggets gospel more than anyone. There is yeah. one thing. There is one bone to pick here, though, is that even with all the respect we've garnered, they still egregiously misspelled Jamal's name with two A's, and they did it. Well, I mean, a rep- times. Yeah. <laughs> oh I think wow! Look at that, yeah. <laughs> Jamal. That's great. Great so work how, here. How, how, how much respect have we actually got? That's the real question. Still, 
in the club, but you have to pay a cover charge. Yeah, you do have to pay the cover. That's right. Yeah, you have to wait in line. So uh, I like this here. Somebody in the comments saying he started to hear non-Colorado residents started to hear more people call Jokic after a pickup move, the same way you would do Kobe, you know, after a Kobe <laughs> shot. But I'm wondering, when do you yell Jokic? Like, what is it that you? Is it's got to be a great pass, right? You, didn't, look you didn't hear that the post-up games back in and pick up. <laughs> well, a post-up game never went anywhere in pickup. I mean, post-up game. If, if, you, if you yell Jokic after a one-handed slinger, like that, oh, yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. like groundbreaking, man. Like making a call like that after a pass, that, that's unheard of. I love you. What about after an, an awkward off-footed yes. floater as exactly. you through the lane? I'm God, thinking of, a, of, of, of like a below the rim post move, you know, like an up and under, up and under, double double spin move that he does or something like that. And people go, oh, Jokic. Dude, if someone did yeah. that in the pickup game and people called Jokic. <laughs> just reverse, just reverse pivot, regular pivot, reverse pivot, regular pivot. Jokic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, what is Touchdown pass for sure, Jokic. Yeah. I can't even remember this guy's name now. I don't know why I can't. The uh, center that was on Portland last year that came from Miami that's – Hassan Whiteside. Whiteside. Hassan Whiteside had a uh, social video of himself shooting a one-footed three-point shot, and he called Jokic right after. So that's that's the. That's so dope. Oh yeah, the Sambor yeah. shuffle. Can you yeah. actually? Do you think anybody? Are people in pickup taking? Oh, first of all, who's playing? I'm not playing pickup. I haven't played since February, so I'm surprised. But but like, if you are, I want to know: Are people doing one-legged Sambor shuffles and yelling yes. Jokic? I love this. Yes. He, he tells us it's really just non-athletic white guys getting back. Yeah, oh, totally. <laughs> oh, totally. <laughs> well, so, yeah, every guy that hits a, hit a three and pick up like 15 years ago was J.J. Redick for sure. So, yeah, I get it. It's, it's, it's definitely And you know works. what? It's about time out-of-shape white men had some representation in this world. <laughs> um, yeah, we're people too. I like Oso Blanco. I was going to say, after you intentionally take a foul, stop a fast break. <laughs> <laughs> or if you I'm, just... Or if you just at, go to the uh, the bench with your arms looking as though they've been attacked by a grizzly bear. <laughs> that's the Jokic. Yeah, the Jokic. <laughs> no, but think about it. I do the Dirk shot. Like that's the Dirk shot came in. It got people don't realize this. The Dirk shot really got popularized by Kobe Bryant. And I'm not trying to take anything away from Dirk. I'm just saying about the nature of memes. This is not not computer memes, but I'm saying like a, a you know the evolution of a, a of a social thing. Dirk was doing it, but nobody's really copying it when you. When uh, Kobe Bryant started doing this in like 2006 or seven, like everybody, all the players started stealing it, but also at pickup, like you started, and myself included, I was like, oh yeah, that's a move that other people can try. And I wonder with Yoke if it would be similar. Like the Sambor shuffle is a joke of a shot, you know, like a, a, unless, you know, like a, a more high profile player maybe adds it to their arsenal and then people are like, oh, that's a thing other people can try, this like awkward off balance. James Harden's trying to figure one, it out, though. Yeah. It's too hard. One footed so. shots. So the funny Harden. thing about James Harden is is there anybody on earth that wants to be compared to James Harden? Uh, like like if you're at the no. gym and someone goes, ooh, Harden, you're kind of like... Yeah, that's a good point, Adam. Yeah, like, any, I don't know. Any, probably anybody that plays pick-up basketball with a big beard probably feels like... Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, every bid person. But it is also true, like in pickup, you're not trying to draw fouls. You know, like, can you imagine just like <laughs> pickup running into a guy, swooping your arms up and be like, all right, check up the top again. And you're like, what are you doing, man? This is... <laughs> I'm just going to start smacking shit out of your hands when you walk into the office and yell Faku and run away. (laughs) (laughs) We should pull up. Actually, Kale, you should find that video, too. I'm giving you a bunch, but the Nuggets tweeted it out of him being an absolute pest. I'll find it for you, Kale. I got you, Kale. You got got him. Um, So, yeah, I don't know if you saw what I just pulled up. Real talk, though, I've heard it after crafty post moves mainly. So not so much passes, more about any any post move, which is 
really, really don't. I mean, the most efficient post-up player in the league. Yeah, of course, and we're not even factoring in the passes here. All right, well, here's what's cool about this list. Let's go Jamal up now. Murray. Number three, who could it be? Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. And what I love about this, first of all, you've surveyed a bunch of people around the NBA who's the better duo. People would still probably mostly take this, but what I like about it is they literally just played, and those two guys choked, and Jamal Murray and Jokic were so awesome in Game 7 that it's one of those things now where people have to throw out the stats, throw out the advanced stats, throw out the longevity, throw out all of it, and just be like, yeah, but you know what? We watched Game 7, so (laughs) they're three. Kawhi Leonard and Paul George cannot ascend past Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic until they beat the Nuggets in a playoff series, and then... You know, I, I I guess they have an argument there, but it'd be one one. They cannot the rules. under any Them's circumstance the go past Jokic and Murray in a duos ranking. Yeah. I also where are they at in a likable duos ranking? I'm part of this, and I hate to rag on this because the Clippers, big market as they are, coastal market as they are, still don't have the huge following. But like, there's not a lot of Kawhi and Paul George stands out there, at least that I see. You know what I mean? Like it's it's kind of weird that their Q scores don't seem that high right now because they too it's, choked pretty bad, but also they just well, don't seem that likable. It's because they got the Clippers stink all over them. Like nobody yeah, likes they do. Stand the Clippers. One of them never speaks, and the other one can't say the right thing to save his life. <laughs> it's so, so it's really that's hard. what it is. But that's actually hundred percent what it is. But if they were on the Lakers, they'd be the most popular duo in the league, no question. Now, the fan base speaks for those players. Yeah, they like project every everything on them. So it's interesting there. But here's what's even more interesting, and I don't even know if I agree with it. KD and Kyrie Irving, who look, people have different takes on on these two players. So all takes are welcome. I always give my perspective as if it's fact, but like people are welcome to like and hate who they want, including former Nuggets players. Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. First of all, they're so talented. Like Kevin Durant might be the best player in the league. I don't think he is, but he might be. And then Kyrie Irving is. You're just talking about like a one on one duo. These guys. It's surprising to me they're so low. I think that. Look, there's a big question mark around KD. Like, everyone is torn between I don't want to overlook an Achilles tear, and that's still Kevin Durant. And I think you're seeing these, like, sort of, like, uh, almost reluctant, like, four or five kind of placements and stuff because they don't know what to do with it. The other thing is, like, Jokic is better than Kyrie. I think Jamal Murray might have a higher playoff ceiling than Kyrie. That's a crazy thing to say because I know Kyrie was that dude next to LeBron. But – it's not that ridiculous when you factor in KD's injury. I think I think a lot of this comes from the fact that they've now played one preseason game together total. So <laughs> yeah. it's like we don't know. Like maybe they, maybe it doesn't work. Like not every pairing works. That's true. They're not. They kind of aren't necessarily a duo as much as they are two unos. Look, <laughs> neither of these guys Dos are playing. Unos. <laughs> like both of these guys have played with better teammates before. At, yeah, like you know, that's the reality. That's this is oh, not the best duo that either of them has played on. For Kevin Durant, I think you could argue Peak Westbrook was a better player. So, uh, well, well, I mean, actually, but, yeah, but no, definitely Steph. Yeah. So, look, yeah. I'm just saying this is Ooh, like, is it the East? Is it the East? Yes, but like, could Kyrie and Kevin Durant fall short of winning a title? Like, man, dude, easily in my mind, easily. Yeah. What do you, th- Harrison? You have no takes on this one. Well, I don't want to react to. To one half of preseason basketball that I watched Brooklyn play the other <laughs> night, but the Nets are winning the East, so uh, that's, I, I'm not trying to overreact. But I mean, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant looked incredible. Uh, the Nets didn't run like one half court set, but they still ran up 65 points in the first half the other night. Oh, um, and I, I don't think Steve Nash or Mike D'Antoni stood up once 
during that entire game. So uh, shouts to them for the uh, chillest coaching job in, in the NBA right now. Um, but I think the Nets are going to be really good. Yeah, but I, you know what I knew yesterday? That both Kyrie or Kevin Durant could play very well in the first half of a preseason game. So, like, with yeah, the question I, yeah, the question, you are such a hater, man. The questions I have about Brooklyn. No, this is ridiculous. The people that uh, are hating on Brooklyn are not saying they wouldn't win a preseason game. Like, no right, shit. Right, right, right. No one's saying Kyrie and Kevin Durant are going to be bad. Are they going to win a title? We don't know yet. I don't feel closer to that knowledge because they wrecked fools in the first half of the preseason. <laughs> Here's where you're going back to what you hope is true versus what is probably true. And I see people, and you're talking about this Harrison Wind about like, okay, they're going to win the East. They don't run any plays. This is just how it's going to go. Like, we want to believe that there's all these other things that have to happen. But sometimes you just have two guys that can't be guarded by anyone, draw an enormous amount of fouls, and it's going to work. And I think the odds of that happening in Brooklyn are pretty high because those guys are really good. But at the they've, same got, they've got good players around them, too. It's not just, you know, Kevin Durant or Irving either. So I got into trouble because sure, I did this on Lockdown NBA a, a couple months back, and I, right after the finals, where we were trying to rank the best duos of a decade. And the Spurs fans got mad at me for not having Duncan and Parker higher, but I kept thinking like I don't think of them as a duo. You know, there was a trio with Manu, but like they were a team. And this isn't taking away from them; it's just the idea of a duo implies two guys that work off of each other. Yeah. And Parker and Duncan obviously do in part, but that wasn't what the Spurs weren't a duo and a bunch of role players; they were a team. Um, so Kyrie and KD in that same vein, like. They're so awesome as individuals, but I don't know how much they're going to directly be playing off of each other or just like passing and like one goes, then passes yeah, dude. the other guy. I mean, did we watch the Instagram live video? The post-ups are still negotiable. Like there are questions. <laughs> you know, so it, it becomes it becomes semantic at some point. They're two players that are gonna make their team really, really good. Whether or not they're a duo, we could debate, but I think from a talent perspective, they belong higher on this list than that. And then lastly, Giannis and Chris Middleton, and I found this one kind of interesting because wow. when I saw it, I my first thought was, is that the duo? They're they're kind of like Tim Duncan and Tony Parker to me again, where I'm like, I don't know, Drew Holiday's really good too. Like Middleton's good, Drew Holiday's good, Giannis is awesome. I don't know if that's a duo. It's it, it's just a single. It's just Giannis, yeah. actually. That, that it's if we're being honest here. Like, I don't think Middleton or Drew Holiday are, are you know, at, at the level where you can call them a duo with Giannis. I just don't. Uh all right, that was it. That was a fantastic conversation. No well, other commentary I, I, on the honest. I mean, you're kind of. I don't know. It is. I, we're just kind of. I'm kind of processing this. Yeah. Um, Bam and Jimmy in the NBA Finals. You could say I, that's I a duo. That, yeah, I would think Bam and Jimmy would be even higher than. Yeah, well, Simmons and Embiid. Simmons and Embiid. Not the, mentioned. The crazy thing, like as you're scrolling down, you're like, oh man, this is like marquee name after marquee name after marquee name, and and. Uh, Jokic and Jamal were higher than them? Like, that's pretty <laughs> Jokic remarkable. Jokic and Jamal. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely get higher. Um, all right, well, let's take another break. On the other side, we do have our final topic of discussion, which is... I'm glad I stuck up for myself. I'm glad I stuck up for myself. I the can't believe they spelled they're Jamal's favorites. name. They're I can't favorites. believe they spelled Jamal's name wrong. The, even when we're being respected, the disrespect doesn't stop. It's ridiculous. It's so true. It's so true. Let's talk. <laughs> let's take a break. Other side, we'll talk about this next game, which I'm excited for. I... What do we got? Five days without a game? I'm already having major withdrawals. Really? Yeah. Guys, uh, open enrollment for the spring semester at MSU Denver Online going on right now. So maybe you uh, took a couple credits during college and you're not maybe enrolled you in did. school anymore. Maybe you're looking to finish up your degree, go back and get another degree. Check out MSU Denver Online. It's an awesome option. Great teachers. 
who know how to teach online, which is the only option most of us have these days. msudenver.edu backslash online is where you need to go to check out their entire course list and enroll in classes. Also, make sure to check out the DNVR Rugby Podcast with Colton Strickler. Also, check out his written content on thednvr.com. Keeping you guys locked in to the Denver and to the Colorado rugby scene. There's a lot going on, so check out his podcast, the DNVR Rugby Podcast. Download it on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from. MSU, your balls will thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Al Al Mango's been on fire in the comments section. I see. I see. I I, I really feel like the greatest advice we can give anybody watching the show for the first time is to mute this stupid goddamn show and just read the comments. So much better. So much better. All right, so the Nuggets now hosting the Portland Trailblazers tomorrow. It's the first of two games of of hosting Portland here, so Portland in town for a little bit. Um, Mello back in his old digs. So what are we looking for in this game? To me, and you guys, I'm going to give you my first one for first things first here, which is MPJ, to me, he's the story of the season. Didn't like did he, he talked today to the media, mentioned how he thought he played well in that last game. He just didn't make shots, but they're shots that he knows he'll make. So I, I want to me, all eyes on him. I want to see if it was just a bad shooting night, where his confidence is at, where his aggressiveness is at. Like, and with him, it's funny. With Jokic, we're always like, is his aggressiveness high enough? With MPJ, I'm like, is his aggressiveness low enough to be appropriate? <laughs> so those are the things I'm, I'm keyed in on. I want to watch him, and in particular, if he ends up matching up with Melo a little bit. I thought he only took one like egregious shot in that game. I mean, maybe there's yeah. a couple of shots that are questionable. There's only one where you really go, and then we you pointed it out, Adam. It's Jokic visibly reacts to it. But I kind of agree with MPJ. I said it that night. I didn't mind the process in that game. I just thought he missed some shots. Um, and look, I think we've all been, we've all sort of warned fans that there's a possibility of this sort of mental effect here. You know, he's feeling a lot of pressure. He's got to figure out how to fit in with the team. It does not surprise me that he didn't destroy worlds in game one. Um, but it is something to watch for sure. Yeah. yeah he, um, it wasn't necessarily like what happened in my view is that he started to miss shots and then he started pressing. Like he was playing within the flow of the offense and then he just kept missing shots and then it just kind of snowballed. And by the end it was like, he was running around, he was making ridiculous mistakes and you're like, Oh man, it's like, I don't want to, this is not what I wanted to see, but I feel like should, MPJ make a few of his first shots, like then he the, the pressure relieves. I, it's it's like you're saying, but like he's he's yeah. feeling it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. it w- would be great for him to just see the ball go through the net uh, a couple of times. I mean, he was three of twelve. He's he's the number one thing I'm watching, and just can he get really on the same page with Yoke and Jamal? It's going to be the storyline of these next two games, and probably over the early part of the season too. The other big thing that. I'm watching for, I guess I could potentially be watching for because we don't know for sure if he's playing yet, but Will Barton said today that he thinks he's going to be able to play in this preseason game. Obviously, it would be the first game uh, that he's playing in since March, uh, aside from a half of a scrimmage inside the bubble. And I'm just curious to see what he looks like. Uh, I I feel like we, we don't really have a good gauge on if he's back to being himself uh, if he's a hundred percent, because if he is, I mean, he'd be a huge factor this season. So very he sure hinted that. at that, don't you think, Harrison? That that's what he was hinting at today in his media availability. That he's like, I'm ready to go. I'm waiting to see yep. if I'm cleared, but I think I'm ready. 
he he thinks, at least from what he said today, that he should be able to play. And he's and participated in practice the last couple of days. He said full five on five. He, he said everything. he's done everything. Quote: I've done everything. That's he, really he, encouraging he, to me. By the way, this is big yeah. news. Like Will Barton, I just, I've kind of had him penciled out of the rotation for a while because I just thought it would be a slow coming back. He's sort of like. And there's no reason for him to do this. This is why this is really – I'm sorry, Vote, because I, I just think this is really important news. But, like, I, if he wasn't certain about it, I feel like you would put water on the you know, on the flame. Say, like, well, I don't know. We're going to take it slow. We're going to be smart. I'm not concerned about it. But instead he's like, no, I'm ready. I'm hoping I play tomorrow. So just to clarify, like, he, he meant recently he started participating again, right? He wasn't sort of disputing this notion that he's been held out. He's just saying, like, in the last few days he started going again? Well, we know that as a fact. I mean, Malone came out and said it, said as much in the early part okay, of the okay, practice okay, that okay, he gotcha. wasn't participating. So, gotcha. yeah, no, I was a, just a little confused by the context of Barton. It's a, it's a new development that he's been participating in five on five. Cool. Uh, he would be – he might actually jump to storyline number one because as much as we're, like, itching to see Michael Porter score and knock down those shots, like, it's going to happen eventually. Like, it, we, he, that's one thing he can do and – we're not going to have the answer of whether or not Michael Porter has fit seamlessly into the starting lineup. For We're not going to have that answer tomorrow. We'd, it'd be fun to see it, but we're not going to have it answered. But Will Barton and whether or not he's healthy, we would have an answer. If we saw him play and he plays without you know any limitations you know, and looks like his old self, we would see that. And if he plays and looks like, oh, that guy can't jump and he's running so slow and he can't handle, then we would see that as well. So that that one is high up on my list as well um and also the bench the bench dynamic with barton because i presume he'll be coming off the bench if he does play tomorrow the bench dynamic changes entirely uh it, it gives you a number one option quote unquote on that second unit next to a Faco, a monte morris uh jamichael green and isaiah hartenstein I, I'm, I'm curious to see how those pieces fit together if that is the lineup we get we have breaking just, news we have to go to. Sorry, we have to some breaking news. Kel, do you see what uh, has been sent to you by Eric in the chat? I feel I feel vindicated here uh, after seeing this. Yeah, me too. Me too. That's why. I Did Kel leave? Maybe I'll maybe I'll pull it. I think <laughs> Kel might have uh, Kel might have taken a little bit of a bathroom break or something. Yeah, tough, tough work. Make sure to mute your mute your mic, Kel. <laughs> Donovan. Yeah. So here we have the Nuggets. Heard it here first. Am I shared screen here? Is that what's going yeah, on? Yeah, yep, yep. Did Kale also going. share the screen though? Is that what's happening here? Yeah, he did. I, yeah, I got I think it already. Kale's sharing the screen. Yeah. So here we have it. Here it is. First, we call him Spider Man. Blah blah blah. Then Donovan Mitchell. Uh, what? You guys know this meme, right? This uh, blinking. Yeah. Donovan Mitchell, not impressed. <laughs> not impressed with the Spider-Man nickname that the Nuggets are going with. In fact, I think somewhat annoyed by it. <laughs> guys, I hate to do this. I hate to do it. I'm on Donovan Mitchell's side on this. Me too, I'm on his man. side. What are we He's doing right. here? He's right. First of all, even if Spider-Man was available, it's still a bad nickname. For it's, oh, it's bad. Yes, exactly. It is a horrible but nickname. But I will say this. There's still hope. We could see Faku really, really give Donovan Mitchell a hard time in a regular season game, and we can rebrand this as Venom. Oh, and uh, there's something there. That's all I'll say. Or maybe maybe we can just decide who gets to retain and who has to vacate the nickname Spider Man. I, I do on... have to say, I do have to say, Faku has more Spider Man tendencies, I would yeah. say, than than Donovan Mitchell. I, I'm <laughs> I I'm with uh, Donovan Mitchell on this. I think it his it is his nickname. He's the rightful owner of it. But just objectively speaking, I think Faku's got more Spidey tendencies. In what way? I don't even know. <laughs> um, just more like he's more of a darter 
then oh. th- th- then Mitchell um, Darter. <laughs> uh, shift. I think a little shiftier, cha- better what, change what of direction. Better at what, swinging on webs. Do we? Ca- yeah. Do, do we care that uh, Donovan Mitchell is able to rise up above the level of the rim, whereas uh, this Spider Man is 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 basically. A little ground bound. Ground bound. <laughs> Don- Donovan Mitchell's definitely dropping 50 on the Nuggets uh, first time they play this year, which would be exactly Ray's, like Jamal what he Ray's does already. Dirty. He's just matching him. Who cares? Yeah, he's just going to match him. Uh, all right, back to our regular scheduled program here. Also looking forward um, uh, tomorrow night's game. I want to see Jamal Murray if he's more assertive. Um, and not even assertive. Let's see like where he was. Like, his game wasn't bad by any means, but it was quiet. And it's preseason; he he doesn't get judged. But I'd like to see Jamal be, you know, you, you just always you want to see one good sign from every key player that you're not worried about. You just want to see one good thing. I want to see one good thing from him. I it, I gotta be yeah. honest. Oh, go ahead. No, go uh, for it. Go for it. Okay. I I don't want to see anything. I don't even want to see Jamal Murray play. Like, <laughs> that's, I fair. See, that's fair. That's a fair take. I want to see uh, Faku Campasso play an entire game at, at, at every position that they will put him at. I want to see. Uh, Zeke Naji come in, knock down some more shots. I want to see Bull Bull get in the goddamn game. I yeah. want to see. I mean, well, again, can we like, go these one at a time? It's kind of how the show is structured. Yeah, but we can, like, or we can just list them all up yeah, one, one at a time. I'm sorry, <laughs> you're right. I apologize. So, and if I mention the doc that has the show notes, you roll your eyes at me. No, but I'm <laughs> But those things are all interesting. They're all. But Jamal Murray in particular, right. like Jamal I just want to see one. one. I don't want to see him play. <laughs> Harrison, where do you fall? Yeah. Um. I said this last week, I'd be cool with Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic sitting out the entire preseason. Um, but I'm curious about Jamal. Maybe I'm reading into this too much. I don't know. He was not in a great mood when he spoke to the media prior to preseason game number one and uh, came out, um, had a pretty quiet preseason game number one. Was in a great mood when he spoke to the media the other day prior to preseason game number two. Maybe that carries over. I don't know. We'll see. Mm. Wow. Uh, I could see more from Hartenstein, uh, yeah. who I'm just highly intrigued by because it's just I'm I'm curious to see more of Jamichael Green. By the way, well, first of all, Hartenstein, Bull, uh, Will Barton was asked who has stood out in training camp so far in practice, and he Hartenstein was one of the names. He, he's Faku, who got a big smile, and then Hartenstein. Um, those were the names. I think he's going to be good, and I also just the idea. I mean, he gets to play with two dynamic pick and roll partners on a, on a second unit, so. I mean, there's a chance that Hartenstein has a very, very, you know, nice backup year in Denver. And then if um, I didn't see anything super encouraging from Jermichael Green, of course, it's just like one preseason game, and he's not a guy who is necessarily looking to get his shot off out there. So, you know, that's that's not too surprising. But I would like to see him look a little more at ease the next game yeah. for sure. So I don't understand. Everyone is just rattling off every player they want to see. Well, we're off I the rails. Like, we're off the rails. I know. I, 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 I tried. Like well, you started it, and now here we are. <laughs> Um, well, but Hartenstein, are you, I mean, yeah, Eric? Man, I, listen, I, I want to see all of these players that are, have just been names. I want to see what they're able to do. Like, I want to see Marcus Howard. I want to see Isaiah Hartenstein. I want to see Zeke Naji. I don't want to see any of the, the players that we know what they can do. None of the known com- commodities. They can all sit. We'll see them in a co- couple days when the season begins. Uh, like, let's, you know, there's just, especially that second unit. I would like just to see the second unit play the entire game, basically. And the third unit. That's why it's so great. I mean, Marcus Howard, you know, I would like to see him get in and, and find out what happened. I heard he's had a couple good practices. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see if he can get some shots up. Yeah. Can I – I also have one thing I don't want to see. Okay. Um, Will Barton yet. Take Just take the time. Just take your sweet time. 
You know, I, know. I just feel like the team isn't ready. And it I, does feel I, weird if he wasn't ready in March, April, May, June, July, September, October, November, December. And now we're like, but he is now. Like, <laughs> like that's it's now we're ready. His now he's he, only yeah. ready to go. His uh, healing, yeah. His his long term healing coincidentally lined up the it the to the second preseason game. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I agree with you, vote though. I think that's a good point. Um, what about bowl ball minutes? I'm so curious to see what happens. I mean, we, I've I've poked around. I haven't really gotten a great response on this one, but like I don't. Bowl ball didn't play a ton of minutes. I thought he was for sure going to play more than you know. I thought he would get 12 minutes at least, maybe 15, 20 minutes. So the fact that he got like token last guy off the bench minutes is yeah. uh, you know. I don't want to say concerning, but I hope that that's not the case tomorrow. And if it is, I'll probably have to. Well, I have no choice but to read into like okay, maybe it doesn't sound like he is close to the rotation if that's the case so yeah i i wonder if we can already read into it i mean he looked bad in those six minutes too it looked like something was off to me just like he wasn't mentally there he just seemed kind of out of it um and you know i've heard he's had some really good moments in camp and some bad moments as well so i'd like to see him play more though for sure yeah, we talked about this the other day. I see the comment. I just want to address it. Love the clip of Jamal next Jamal. to Jamal next to Moach on the sideline taking a step up as a leader. I mean, I think so too. Absolutely. And the intensity. This is one thing. Again, if if you're watching this on YouTube, you don't realize that this is a podcast. Not every episode is live. Most are, but not all are live. After games, I personally do a one-off uh, just with myself doing a notebook pod where I walk through the entire game, I rewatch the game, and I provide detailed notes. One of the notes that popped out to me, though, was the team on the sideline being, like, in that fourth quarter, and I don't know if it was Faku's energy or the comeback or all of those things, but, man, every single player was up for, like, eight minutes of the fourth quarter just, like, yeah. in their defensive stance, cheering, like, running up and down, and... I th- that stuff I th- actually don't think is overstated because you can watch a team even in the preseason and see guys that, that just like look like they don't talk to each other, look like they don't know each other, and then you see a team that's like having legitimate fun trying to win and rooting on their third stringers, and it, that's an important important thing. And the Nuggets have had that; they still have it. It appears. But preseason stock, I am buying this notion that the fresh blood is helping, that these guys are sure. sort of reinvigorated, and I would wager that. Um, I think we're gonna the Nuggets are gonna get a lot of value out of Faku in games, but I I think he might even still provide the most value in practice. You know the way he's gonna challenge Jamal and challenge Jamal as a leader, but also like he just has a love for the game and his motor does not stop. You talked about the bench getting up and mobbing. I wouldn't be surprised if that's happening even in practices. You know, with some of the stuff Faku's probably trying and willing to do. <laughs> I think there's I think there's been a infectiousness there which i'm maintaining is still a positive word despite 2020 uh, <laughs> I, I think it's a real thing and, and it's the top thing i love about the faku signing off the bat yeah I, I think so too um and then the last thing i would say is the bench unit just looking more co- coherent and cohesive. cohesive i thought yeah and coherent to be honest with you like that first stretch that this bench unit played in the last game was the worst stretch you could possibly imagine but again they just met each other so i'm hopeful that this next game, whatever lineup the combination they throw out as the second unit, you, you look at it and go, okay, it's starting to, starting to come together. Because guess what? There's only one more preseason game after that, then they count. So if you're yep. second unit, the, the closer we get to this, your second unit, you don't want to get to opening night with Sacramento. And then when the second unit checks in, you're going, oh, God, don't don't give up a 10-point lead here. Um, you know. So I'm really curious to see if there's more co- cohesion with that group. Good stuff. I'm very Good curious point. to see as well. I mean... 
the, the Faku thing, I think votes on the money with the Faku thing. Um, him pushing Jamal in practice and just the energy he injects into this team. Um, I mean, we, we heard about an absolutely ridiculous pass that he threw in practice the other day that oh, everybody yeah. was going over the head, for. right? Yeah. yeah, like a Jokic over the head pass in like in traffic. It's an absolutely it unreal it, pass. Let it the corner in yeah. the pocket. <laughs> I mean, he, he is unreal, man. He, he's unreal. Um, I can't wait for it. I'm so excited. I'm telling you, man. Four or five days off without basketball in between. It was such a tease. It was such a tease. We got just a little bit of it. We're like, oh, we're back. And then we had five days where we're like, all right. Remember so the, now remember we get the, it. Remember Go the uh, five months or whatever we had with no, I'll never uh, forget. Yeah, I'll never forget. <laughs> now we get it. Then we'll be back Thursday talking about the game. Then we have a game Friday. Then we got yeah, a weekend. Boy. And then guess what? Basketball's back for real, the regular season. So Let's go, baby. I'm excited for it. Don't forget That's to check out our, our live post-game show tomorrow. We're going to bring on our, our homie, Duvalier Johnson. He'll be on the show with us as well. We'll see everybody Superstar again. Superstar dev, baby. Peace. Adios. So maybe you just moved to Denver. Maybe you're looking to branch out and check out another dentist to get your teeth clean and get dental work done. Check out Green Mountain Dental Group. It's who a lot of us at DNVR go to to get our teeth cleaned, to get x-rays, to get exams, to get really any dental work done. And we go there because they're great people. They actually care about you as a customer as well. Uh, they're not some chain dentist that's just shuffling in people in and out all day, every day. Uh, they actually care about you as a person, as a client. Uh, they're a family-owned business. They're Denver through and through, just like us here at DNVR. Get a free Sonicare toothbrush from them today, a top-of-the-line electric toothbrush that's going to last you a really long time when you schedule a cleaning extra and exam with Green Mountain Dental Group. They are located just 15 minutes from downtown Denver. They're great at what they do. Get a free Sonicare toothbrush today when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam with Green Mountain Dental Group.